There's going to be a ton of people listening to this now that are in that situation. They're in a, they're on their way to a job this morning, you know, that they don't particularly like. And, but they're, they're going to say, oh, well, James, I've got a mortgage to pay and I've got a couple of kids. And you know, you'll get this a lot of time because I get it, I get it every day. I've got a couple of kids and it's easy for you guys to say, because you, you know, you're single and you've got all this money now, but I can't just leave this call center, James. I've got Timmy that needs to go to school and I need to give, you know, buy his books for his book bag. And what do you say to those people that are feeling like they've, they've kind of built a wall too big to climb over? It's a very difficult one. And again, I can never say, or just do this because when I'm talking now, I'm talking to James of 22, similarly mm -hmm. to how you would talk to yourself at 18. Mm -hmm. I can't talk to every age group listening to this podcast, so I'll try to talk to the one I know best. Yeah, But there's two kind of ways out. There's one where some people do need to make a risk because they may see no options now, but where are they gonna be in five years? A lot of the time things get worse with time, not better in these situations, unfulfillment passionless existence, all of these things get worse. If your relationship is on the rocks, you don't just give it four years. Something needs to be done. Sometimes you do need to rip the cord. But to people who are genuinely past it, because people did read my second book and go, well, I just can't do this. I said to them, well, okay, make sure your kids know this. Make sure if there's one valiant thing you do is fall on the sword and say, right, for me, I will sit out the next 10 years. But those kids, every time I talk to them, every day they're at the dinner table, every step they make in life, instill that into them. My dad said to me like my whole life, he's just always said, you're a long time dead. He always just drilled it into me my whole life. Every time I've wanted to do something, it's like, well, you're gonna be a long time dead, son. And there's no, it helps me understand there is no time to, to dwell, to wait, to see things out. And I think that, again, that's one of the things that people don't think about enough. You know, we're all slowly dying. It's such a weird thing to think about. People go, oh, I just give it a few more years. We don't have that. Time isn't on our side. Our existence as a human being is, if the universe could talk, it would laugh at the amount of time we have to live. And for some people, again, what's the worst that could truly happen? You've got a mortgage call. Have you got enough to survive two months? Mm. Two months. And if you can't give everything to something for two months, maybe don't do it at all. Personal trainers as well, they, they say this all the time at my business talks. Oh, you know, they're doing minimum wage hours, for six, seven pounds an hour, wiping down machines between trying to run a legitimate business and they're afraid to go alone. Okay, if I gave you seven pounds for that hour and put you on a gym floor and gun to the head mentality, you need to make a business or you're going to wipe down machines for your whole life, of course they're going to do it. The, the intensity, the audacity, everything they could give to people is going to be incredible. I think it's baffling that people write themselves off before they even make the decision. And in some respects, them going, I've got kids, I've got a mortgage. I appreciate all of those things, but is this a bullshit hurdle you're putting in front of making change in your life? I could be wrong. I don't know, but it could be. They need to ask themselves that. I can't ask them that. 